It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires. I'm the host of this podcast. Um, and just excited today to be joined by my good friend, Jason Harris. Jason, how's it going, man? Doing well. Great to be here. I'm ah, excited. We normally were in a group. Now it's just you and I. I. Know, like we can say us. it's two Jasons in a podcast. This could go either <laughs> way. This could go either way. But hey, tell us. I mean, we've uh, we've gotten to know you a lot on this podcast, but yeah. just kind of and tell everybody where you're coming from and um, a little bit more about you. Yeah, so I am a worship director up in Rochester, New York, at a church called Browncroft Community Church. I've uh, been here uh, working for 13 years in uh, a worship director position, and uh, oversee a, a bunch of different kind of uh, ministries within that as well. Um, but other things like I've been married to my wife for 17 years. We have three kids. Uh, we love spending time with them, uh, traveling the U.S. when we get the opportunity and going to the Jersey Shore, which is kind of where my wife and I grew up. So that's awesome. A little bit of what we like to do as well. Ah, I love it. I love it. Um, that's that's good. And you're in. You're you're finally getting into the good weather in New York, right? There's no snow. Yes, there is no snow. There that's is good. no snow. We had fire, like the the smoke from the the Ontario fire came down. Oh yeah, so last week was like armageddon but this week is good (laughs) (laughs) dude so this month we're talking about volunteers and people and managing the bringing them into ministry and kind of development that whole that whole process and um i love i love what you do because you have we're going to talk about that in a little bit your intern program um but first talk to us about the onboarding process if somebody at the church is like i'm interested if somebody comes to you and goes, I'm interested in, in being a part of worship team, how do you go from interested to actually being on stage? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I think it's at the very first point, like your role as a worship director is to lead people before the Lord. And mm-hmm. so remind you yourself of that as we get started and to walk with people wherever they're at. And yep. God has placed um, you know, his gifts, his calling on different people in different times. And so I think when you have people come up to you first, how have you built your team? Uh, the, the rest of your team. So are they, have you built a place where they're welcoming to new musicians, True. new vocalists, new drummers, you know, what do your systems look like? And so I think at the very like start, it really goes, how do you build your teams to make sure that they're a welcoming environment, that you've built a welcoming environment, that people can grow and learn and expands their gifting, their calling, and then release that as you lead the rest of the congregation. Um, and so always talking about making space for others, you know, making space for others. And so then when it comes about the onboarding process, we do have a specific process and it's not fast. Um, and I think church moves slow anyway, a lot of times, yeah, uh, yeah. in my opinion, but for this, there's a reason. And it, partly it's to make sure uh, that as you move, it's the right thing for this person, the right thing for the larger ministry, the right thing for the church. And that's both musically and spiritually and, and just to be able to walk with people. 
Um, and so the onboarding process for us, like if someone's interested, um, it comes from a variety of different ways. Uh, and so it could come from like a serve form or a serve day. It could be a friend of a friend. A lot of times, some of the, the best musicians are friends of the musicians that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musicians tend to hang out together. That's right. Come um, play with me. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and for us, um, or it could be they talk to me after service or before service. Like I'm shaking hands, meeting people. I'm like, hey. And you just strike up a conversation. And so from there... Um, I'll have them just email me uh, a bit about their story. How long have they been coming to Browncroft? What's their faith testimony? Where are they at? And then I'll also say, hey, how do you like to learn? What do you like to play? Tell me a little bit about your musical journey as well. Uh, and then I'll have them include just a clip of them singing or playing or whatever it might be, something that they love, just to kind of give me a framework of who, like where they're at. Um, yeah. And so that's just helpful from there. I always go into like a next step audition. Um, even if they are not going to be like, I know they're kind of not there, uh, uh, already from what the tour, it could be a spiritual thing that they might just not be ready spiritually. Um, I also say, uh, that they have to be at the church at least six months, before they step on the platform. That doesn't mean they they can't be working with our team before then, but before they step on our platform for Sunday morning, that's where I, I would like them to be kind of committed to the church, getting involved in the life of the church before they're on the platform leading the church. Um, and so that's, so we begin to walk with them there. We have an audition. That audition is usually me, one of my other staffers and one or two of our leadership team. Um, and we just work with them. It's not like a, Hey, tell me, you know, what you got and show off for me, but it's more of like, Hey, let me just get to know you a little bit more. Let's worship yeah. together. And then let's see how you take feedback. Hey, let's try some things. How do you respond to both feedback? Um, or can you work with us? Like, and can we work together instead of build that relationship? Um, and then from there, if there's like, Hey, there's an aptitude or there's a potential, um, or they're ready either way they go into, um, they get invited to our community events first. And so we have like, like right now we're in the summer, we have summer campfires where it's like, Hey, we're going to get together throughout the month and we're going to worship. We're going to pray. We're going to build community. Um, and so you're in that before you're ever on the platform as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, That's... So we just take time. Yeah. Then we have other spaces like we we worship at Celebrate Recovery with student ministry with non Sunday morning platform ministries that are just um, a little less uh, um, let's see uh, there there's a safe space to grow yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. It's a safe space to grow and we create those spaces and so from there then we just continue to walk with them. There's nothing worse than a job application that says like experience required. And you're like, I have to get experience somewhere Yeah, doing the thing that I want to do when I come work for you or come. So, and that I love the, I love where you say there's gives you space to grow. That's, that's a good, yeah. You, good you need those that. spaces. I think of my own journey. Um, we were talking, I was talking with the students director at Browncroft and I think about my own journey about uh, the spaces. Like I think the first time I touched a soundboard, I was 13. Yeah. Like in our church. Now there was an adult supervising me, <laughs> but 
to to create space and to have someone to say, hey, way before you're ready, or at least way before you're, you're, you're you might think you're ready, but way before you're ready to trust you and to begin to shepherd you. Yeah. Um, and so then I think I started singing in the, at that time, like choirs were a thing. So, um, like the senior choir as like a 14 year old. And then I started playing in the worship band when I was a 16 year old. And all this time there were other people walking beside me to help me, you know, grow and be successful and, and learn what it would take at that next level. Yeah. That's so good, man. I love, I love the. I love the the care and the and the and the respect and we talked a couple we talked on a, an episode earlier this month about how it can actually do somebody harm or damage to put them mm-hmm. in a scenario where they're not ready. Yeah. They might think like I'm ready to be there and you're like you're not ready to be there and this is yeah. like getting them to that place is actually helping them, helping the team but also helping them not throw them out to a place that they're just going to flop or they're going to you know it yeah. might damage them for the future. And it's thinking about how do we care for and steward the people yep. and the gift, not just the gifts, but the, really the people and the families that are coming to your church. Yep. Um, and yes, some of them are on stage, but most of them are in the congregation. Then how do we walk together as the family of God? And I think, you know, caring for each other is is so important. Um, and and I, w- I want to include in that um, a lot. I know I've talked to a lot of guys that that put people in positions just out of sheer need. And I think it's still important to hold them back, even if there's, even if it's like, I know I have to have somebody in this role for this Sunday. Yeah. I think it's still important because we're dealing with people to hold them yeah. back and make sure they're ready to be placed in a position. That's, that is your job as a worship leader. Mm-hmm. That is your, that's yeah. uh, that that is, it's not a fun job because it's, uh, it's telling somebody they're not ready to do something yeah. is not a fun job, but the long-term effect of that is, is important. And I think in that, it, it's all about, we're talking about also the spiritual walk, the spiritual yep. growth. Um, musically, if there's there, if they're there, but they have the aptitude to increase. I think if you're at a place where you have a team that's willing to come alongside of that person um, to help them be successful, then you're setting the table for them to grow and to step up yep. and then the cycle back and give them things to, to work on. Um, but yeah. So true. Now, when, when you're actually doing the audition, you talked about it a minute ago, but what mm. are some things you, I love how you said uh, it's more of like a conversation, get to know like what, but in that audition process, is it like everybody shows up at a time or is that a one-off with one person? And also what is, how does it look differently if it's like a guitar player versus like the sound guy? How do you audition a sound guy? Cause it's hard to make sure they know what they're doing and kind of that whole process kind of give us some pointers there. Yeah. Uh, for musicians, um, though an audio engineer is a musician as well, but, uh, for the people on the stage, uh, it is usually one-off. So we've had those conversations and we'll usually meet after a service or before a rehearsal. Um, and so one of those two times, because it's also the easiest time to get the other volunteers that are on the leadership team together um, for this space. And then they're often like, if it's Sunday, the musicians already been there. Like they came to church, come to the second service or third service and then hang around. Um, and then I'll give them a couple songs to work on, to prepare, uh, give them specific parts to, to work on. And then we'll come together and we'll play. Uh, it's not just, let me listen to you play guitar, but I'll actually, 
I'll do a little bit of that, but then I'll get a band together, a mini oh, okay. band, and we'll just play and worship. And then we'll stop, you know, midway through a song and say, Hey, you know, try strumming here, try this pattern instead of the pattern that you're playing, or try to play up on the fifth or sixth fret here instead of playing in the root position and just see how they can adapt and where they're at. And, um, and then just get to know, talk with them a little bit more, pray together. Uh, and that's kind of how it is. And then I love having other people involved one, because it's not like they're being like super critique, but also like, we'll give other people, Hey, keys player. It's a guitar audition. Hey, yeah. keys player. Can you, you do this here instead? And let's see how that sounds and adapt. So they're in the kind of the, the creative process right away. Yeah. 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 Kind of see where they're at and how they, you know, it's almost stepping into a mini rehearsal Yeah, that it's not necessarily built around you know, the guitar player that's auditioning, but it's a built around the community of, of worshipers and musicians. Cause that's how a band functions. Yep. Um, you know, it's never about the one person. It's all about how do we come together and, and mesh as a crew? Um, yeah. So that's some of the, but some of the key things, uh, I, I think is really an aptitude and where they're at and in, in relation to what are your needs are and what spaces have you created? What on-ramps um, uh, are they willing to take? And then also, I think there's a, a level of how much time have they taken in preparation? Mm. Um, because that will show you a little bit about, you know, where their heart and where their mind is, uh, as well in coming in. Um, cause you could have a guy who could shred a guitar, but he comes in and not knowing the song. Well, that shows you that, you know, the heart of kind of how he's stepping in. So then you can ask some of those questions. Um, they're like, dude, I see the ability here, but you don't know the song. <laughs> um, and so it gives you an early opportunity to begin to talk about, um, the expectations, the culture, uh, and not only to talk about it, but if they get to play in the band and you have leaders that are there that are a part of that, and you're kind of talking with them about it as well, it, it just kind of brings that whole community together. Yeah, that's I love your, I love this so much. Now you love, you're, you're, you love training. One of the things I love about you is you love training and development and working with people and helping them be better at what they do. Um, and you've developed an internship program at your church wow. to kind of, to kind of do that and kind of make that more, more intentional things. How is, how is having that and focusing on development and helping them um, actually raise the bar for ministry at your church? Mm -hmm. In so many ways. <laughs> yes, you're like, um, I love it. Where do uh, I start? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, I think as musicians, um, sometimes we forget that worship or the music isn't about us or the part that we play in it. Um, like if I'm the only guitarist or the only worship leader, like if I didn't show up, worship wouldn't happen in this church. And, yeah, yeah. and so like, when we begin to get our identities in that, and that's not healthy. Uh, I think we all know that. Um, but we fall into that trap. And so in, in this, we're intentionally raising up others, which requires a little bit more of you. It requires you to create space and to even be open-handed and to bring others alongside of you to shepherd them and to raise them up and even be challenged by them. Um, I think in this, it's not just, let me show you what I do. But also let me create space for you to learn and discover, yeah. and I can learn as a as a leader on what they've discovered. Um, and so it in this internship program, but in as we raise people up, 
creating those spaces so that the leader can learn from the mentee is huge. Um, because that's also how it keeps us fresh. It reminds us both why we do it. Um, but also there's some things that we can continue to be learning that we don't get in that creative rut. Um, so we bring new and fresh ideas. And if you don't have them, you're bringing people alongside of you so that you can see what they're doing yep. uh, and learn from them. Uh, and then it just reminds us uh, in raising others up, kind of like the heart should really be for the Lord and for people. Uh, and so uh, the music is a, an amazing tool of expression and worship. And, um, you know, it's amazing that we get to be a part of it, but really it's there so that people can express their worship to God and use the gifts of, you know, uh, that they've been given and honed, um, to release in an expression of worship to the Lord. Um, have you seen, have you seen that cause like, ch is there challenges to that? Cause I mean, you, you raised the bar. It could actually, uh, not eliminate people, but it could cause in they have to come up to what you're working on and come towards where you're going. Um, have you seen that kind of posing challenges or, um, or maybe some, what are, what are some of the benefits to that well, kind of on both sides? In raising there's, there's twofold one, you're always working with people wherever they're at. There is a bar uh, yeah. that you have to establish that bar is different for every church. Right. Um, and that bar might even be different with, within different ministries. Um, and so I think you just kind of have to establish, this is the level of, you know, spiritual um, walk that they should be in. This is the level of musical gifting that they should be in. And you kind of have to establish that if they establish that as your church. Um, and so when you've, when you're in that, then you have to go, okay, how do we continue to create space? I think the biggest thing is as you continue to grow and as you get new people involved and as you create new um, opportunities to make sure that you continue to cycle back and the people that have been on your team for five, 10, 15 years to continue to, to raise them up as well. Mm. Um, there have been times where you're like, Hey, this is where we're going. This is why we're going there as a church, as a, as a ministry. And you have people that say, no, I don't want to go there. Right. And, and so that's a whole different thing than what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but um, don't let one person hold the entire church or the entire ministry back. Um, so those are different conversations. Yes. Um, yes, yes but yes. at the same time, walk with them as much and as long as you can. Um, and so we've, you know, progressed in even how we integrate technology in our services. And we have a couple players that it was completely foreign. Um, and, but they were saying, Jason, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm willing to give it a try. And so with that attitude, I'll walk with them as long as I can <laughs> um, because there's an openness. And I did have a couple of players that like, you know what, here, I just can't do it. I'm like, no, you, you can. And they're like, no, I can't do it. And it's like, do you not want to? Or yeah. which one is can it? Can you not? That's right. uh, and it's like, I don't want to. And then it's like, okay, well, that's a different conversation um, because this is where we're going to be going as a church. Um, so, Yeah. Awesome. This morning I was on Facebook and I uh, was, was prepping for this for our first our for our conversation, and I uh, came across a post that was a real life scenario. And so I want to read the post to you because it really, like tied in. I commented on the post. It's like, can I use this in in our conversation on this podcast? He was like, go for it. And so 
The po- this, is what the, this is what the post said. I'm looking for wisdom on how to handle a situation. We have a senior member that has asked if he can come to our rehearsals with his acoustic guitar and play along unplugged for practice. We said sure and encouraged him because he's a nice guy and means well. At this point, he can play the chords but has a serious lack of rhythm. The problem is he's now asking, am I ready yet? He thinks since he's been coming to rehearsals, he should be able to join on, join the team on Sunday. But honestly, he's not even close, and I'm not sure it's going to happen. How do we communicate this to him without crushing him? Hmm. This is, a, I feel like, a scenario that many of us have been in. Hmm. What what are some what what's some wisdom that you can share to this and kind of to the concept? And well, we're always walking with people, and I think in this uh capacity the care of the worship body and the church is important uh and so and also the other volunteers the other band members that you're you know leading and so one getting their input on the situation is going to be super important as well yeah because it should never be like the leader versus one person um or like one opinion on someone's calling versus their personal opinion. Um, and so integrating the, the team and, uh, is important. I think giving feedback along the way, uh, is, is important as well. Like if they're not able to strum it, give them specific resources or have them record themselves, yeah. uh, you know, in the rehearsal or at home practicing, and then to be able to point out like, Hey, this is where the beat is or have them practice to a click track. Uh, and then point out if they record that point out, this is where the beat is. This is where you're strumming. You're inconsistent. These are some things to work on. Um, and so that it's not, I don't like you, but it's more about, these are the things that are required. Um, right now it's, it's yes. Thank you for your commitment. Right. But from a skill perspective, uh, that's an important thing. Um, you, you don't want to put someone in a position to fail, in front of the congregation. Um, and in that case, like you want to put a singer who couldn't hold a note in front of a microphone to lead a song in front of the congregation. That's not healthy for that singer. That's not healthy for your congregation. Um, and so I think that's where I would start. Um, and then some of it is converse conversations. I think if he is committed, grow that, but if it's not a gifting or calling, there's other things of like, Hey, maybe your calling right now, or your interest in music is for your own personal worship life or your small group. And you continue to, you, to give, you know, work on that. And as a leader, I'll continue to work with you a little bit and give you pointers, but maybe it's not to be on the stage in this team. Maybe it's for your own personal walk. Maybe it's for another Avenue that is, you know, that the bar isn't at the same place. The bar could be lesser, but then also continue to encourage this person to improve, um, giving them the resources uh, and to walk with them as long as they want. Now, it's not maybe every week, but it's once a month or once every two months. It's like, hey, check in saying, hey, how are you doing with this? Are you continuing to use these resources? Are you continuing to, to grow? And you don't know how God might use that. Yeah, I love I love worship artistry, the dot com, the great website for uh for that if you've um kind of a thing i've I've used in the past mm-hmm. for those kind of tools um but i've also one thing that's important to remember is it's hard to it's harder to uninvite somebody than it mm-hmm. is to say no the first time like mm-hmm. if you if you put them in and then have to pull them out 
that's a that's a lot harder conversation than to yeah. go you're not it's not it's not time yet like you're not it's not time yet and um and so that's a yeah loving yeah, people yeah. i'm thinking about the audition process as well for us you're not like in rotation right away like even if you got the chops and you think you're spiritually ready and the next step we didn't get there is like hey just come to rehearsal learn a little bit then start to play i'll pl put you on one sunday now you've already played in some of those safer spaces yeah but even then it's like hey there's we're gonna grow together and you might be playing at one of those training centers forever like that might be where you're at and that's amazing and we should steward that well. And it, cause it's not when our goal is about playing on a platform, we lose the heart of worship. Yeah. And I think that's where we need to train and, and check our own selves as well. Uh, check our own hearts that we don't hold something so close to ourselves. Um, but I think that's what we can think about as, as well. It's like, if, if, why, are, why do you want to play on the platform? let our, our hearts really be driven to toward chasing after the heart of God and where, what doors and what God might open to us through that passion and that calling, just be ready to be open-handed as he gives you things. And also he takes them away. Yep. I think it's safe to say leading people is just messy. Mm. Like it's just a, it's true. it is a messy process and it like there are feelings involved and, um, that there are people and they're just it's just it's just messy like it's there's no good way to say it um and yeah and so it's taking making sure i love kind of threading through what you're talking to today it's like you just you just gotta love people gotta love yeah. people and lead them and remember though that our job as worship leaders is to t remove distractions and mm -hmm. lead the team as well as lead lead the people that are coming into the ministry and sometimes a way of loving people is redirecting them and telling them no. Like, how do you love your kids? Sometimes yeah. you know, like you try to say yes as much as you can and you direct them and you mentor them. But sometimes it's really important that you say no to your kids so that they can experience not just the no, but really that's a way to, to lead them um, in better. You, you steer them in a better direction totally. by doing that. No. Have, you, have you ever seen the movie Yes Day? Yes, no, no, no I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's the parent, Jennifer Garner, and uh, she's the mom yes. in there. And she, their whole goal is just to uh -huh. say, yeah, for for 24 hours, say yes to everything our kids say. And it, it gets chaotic. Yeah. And I, my yeah. wife and I were like, we should show our kids. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. They should not see this movie. Um, but anyway, yeah. hey, you know, I always like to wrap up our call, our podcast with a food question, and it's Father's Day. So what is what are you what do you do for Father's Day? Is it just like a just a normal meal, or is it like Jason? Like, you, are you are you doing something big? With, with... I will grill. So on Father's Day, yeah, I don't I don't need my wife to make me anything, but I will grill probably a steak. Yep, with some grilled vegetables, and that will be what I'll make. And I'll I'll also make things for my family as well. <laughs> it won't just be for you guys me. fend for yourself because <laughs> My, it is primarily for me because that is what i that's why i'm grilling i think there, there I are two people in the that. world there is a person that's like i'm gonna go out to, i'm gonna go out to eat on father's day because i don't want to cook and there mm -hmm. are people that are like home is where i cook like this is father's yeah. day i want to sit yeah. by. i'm the i'm the behind the grill guy father's day i'm like i want to yep. cook i want to 
I do it on my That's birthday too. Doing. My my family always laughs at me. They're like, "It's your birthday. We should go out and eat." I'm like, "It's my birthday. I want to cook. This is yep. I want to grill something. <laughs> this is where this is. Love it. I want to. I'm part. Of, I want to be part of the. I think it's the creative side. I want to be part of the yeah. process. I want to. I want to. Uh -huh. I want to <laughs> do it. I don't want to just go and experience it. I want to be part of. You know See, what? I would love if you would clean up after I'm done grilling. That's an act of <laughs> love, the, right? Just it. I'll cook it and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna eat it and That's I'll enjoy it. That's the Father's it. Day. Yeah. That's right. The this we just did um, grilled onions, peppers, and peaches, grilling oh, them. Sweet and and it, and yeah, and it and it, the sugar from the peaches mm. wraps around the onions and the peppers, and it just mm, it it yellow peaches. Yeah, I did. I you was looking at yellow and white too. Yeah, it's right. It's right. That's right. Hey man, I appreciate you hanging out today. I appreciate yep. you so uh, much, Jason. Pouring into worship leaders, and um, I love like I said earlier, you have a heart for pouring into leaders and it's not just like you hop on a podcast and say some things like this is you live this out on a daily basis mm -hmm. and um it's just I'm, I'm excited to see what continues to come from the work that you're doing yeah thank you so much jason thanks for having me here no problem man we'll, 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 we'll talk to everybody next uh, next week